I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. You can get in touch with me for about anything that's on your mind. WhatsApp and text lines are open. 086-1800-658. Here's Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston kicking us off this Tuesday morning. How will I know? Sinead Brazel here with you till one. How are we getting on this Tuesday morning? Hope you're keeping well. Our WhatsApp and text lines are open 86 658 It's official. It is official. The countdown for back to school has begun. Actually, I should say that a bit more cheerfully. The countdown for back to school has begun. I know, I know. I hear you groaning there in the background, kids. But for parents... This is fantastic because despite the stress of getting you organised for going back to school, we are excited. We are excited and delighted because, let's be honest, up until this point, we have been living on very little in terms of kind of energy. We're exhausted because we've been dropping you off at different camps and things. We're broke because of the expense of everything during the summer. And we're running out of ideas to, uh, you know, on how to entertain you. So we're only too delighted to see the back of you. That's just being honest. You know what I mean? Uh, so back to school we go. And in the spirit of all things back to school, I came across a brilliant sketch. It's on social media. I think I came across it on TikTok. And it's from Irish comedian Emma Doran, who I just love. I love her. She's so hilarious. And I've been following her for a while and I just love her take on life and particularly life with kids. Uh, so there's a little sketch of her, you know, because we're, we're all running around getting the, you know, stationery and copies and all the back to school bits. And this is her little take on the back to school bits. I was in the school supply shop today. It wasn't too bad. But I, I did end up headbutting a woman who tried to skip me. But yeah, you'd expect that. Uh, four of the books they didn't have and then they didn't have that folder. Yeah, the folder that doesn't exist that the wagon teacher put on the list. Can't get anywhere. It's just 50 workbooks this year. I think it's a, it's about 50, yeah. Do you see that new teacher put good quality pencils on the list? It was a bit of a dig, wasn't it? I'm labelling everything this year. I'm going to label his head. For the first, yeah, that's it. For the first week, they start at 9am and they finish at 10 past 9 every day. Yeah, so it's a bit of a pain. But I'm not getting the school coat this year. None of them wear it. Pointless. Here now, right? There's two A11 copies, three A12 copies. And then four 15A copies. Is that not a bus? <laughs> I just love the bit where she says, you know, we've to drop them into school at nine and collect them at ten past nine for the first two weeks. It is. It's the stress. And the, the folder, the, uh, without fail, every year, a teacher will put a folder that does not exist. It doesn't exist, teachers. I'm sorry now. It doesn't. I was in, I think it was Boyd's or somewhere <laughs> a week or so ago and I was bamboozled by the folders. There were so many of them but the one that I was looking for 
was not there. So it doesn't exist. Even the man in the shop was sort of scratching his head. I don't know why you do it. Is it a form of torture? Because, you know, you're sort of thinking that you have to look after our little darlings and teach them uh, for the whatever amount of weeks it is at the school uh, year. So I think you just put that in there. You throw it in there, a pretend folder that doesn't exist. (laughs) And it comes to the back to school supplies. Well, you know, all I can say is Touche, teachers, because the countdown is on. The parents are happy. It's back to school time very, very soon. It is, it is. And, uh, well, before we do sort of have back to school, I do have some nice free events. I know, free events uh, that you can get up to with the kids over the next week because we're going to be talking about National Heritage Week which is running all of this week right here on LMFM's 11 to 1 very shortly. But first, it's back to the music. Here's Ed Sheeran. There's Ed Sheeran with Photograph on LMFM's 11 to 1. I want to dedicate that one to a very special couple. I'm getting a lovely message in on 0861800658. Hi Sinead, can you play a song for us please? It's our 42nd anniversary today. Wow, we 42 years. We're on our way to visit Barmeath Castle outside Dunlear. Love and hugs to my husband, Alan. He is the best that's coming in from Mary Clifford. So Mary and Alan on their way to do something really nice. What a nice date day that you're doing today at Barmeath Castle and that's open obviously for Heritage Week so enjoy that and enjoy the time together 42 years that is some uh, milestone to reach as well Uh, so wishing you both many more happy years together and hope you enjoy your anniversary today Uh, now we are going to be talking about Heritage Week a little bit later on uh, but coming up after the break um, have you ever done something that you've really regretted now, really regretted. Well, I think a fella called Phil O'Kelly definitely might be regretting what he's done very, very recently. It involves a tattoo of a certain famous face. I'll tell you all about it after these. 11 to 1. Have you ever done anything that you've really regretted? Well, spare a thought for Phil O'Kelly because I think he's going to be regretting this massively. It's hilarious. This is just so funny. I was wondering, so I, how I happened upon this last night was I just went into Google to search for something else and my phone will give me kind of what's trending at the moment and what people are searching for. And a thing came up on the list, Marty Whelan tattoo. And I, th- and I thought, okay, I'm definitely clicking into this. What is all this about? Because I thought maybe Marty Whelan had gotten a tattoo himself, but oh no. It's Phil O'Kelly. Uh, a guy from Dublin basically he lost a bet to his friend and in typical lads lads kind of scenario he had to get a Marty Whelan tattoo I mean perfectly logical you know if you're kind of (laughs) Phil O'Kelly so he explained what happened he tweeted he said so I lost a bet and had to get a Marty Whelan tattoo the bet was against his uh, best friend Uh, the terms were as follows whoever's fantasy football team ah okay this is the like seriously I can't cope with lads and the fantasy football team shenanigans that you get up to but anyway whoever's fantasy footy team got the most points over the 21-22 season one winner got to choose a tattoo for the loser but the loser got to choose where the tattoo went so the tattoo had to be the minimum size of a two euro coin now it's fair to say this is quite a large tattoo like fair juice to him he really went for it after lots of debate it was agreed the tattoo should be one of Marty Whelan's face and Phil went along to live fast tattoos in Temple Bar to get inked fast forward to now and Marty Whelan has uh, responded to the viral Twitter thread he says um he wasn't sure what was going on initially, uh, but he's absolutely flattered and delighted to have been immortalised as a tattoo, he says. He praised Phil for his bravery and he said, uh, I'm strangely flattered. Such a brave, such bravery from Philly O'Kelly. I'm delighted and honoured to be on Phil's leg forever. But it's, it's one of those ones where it's like, it just looks like odd. Like, Marty Whelan does not look great in the picture on Phil's leg at all. It really doesn't. And I don't know, I don't think that's anything to do with the skill of the tattoo artist at all. Nothing to do with that. It just looks weird. Anyway, something tells me in a little while he might be heading off to a laser removal. But there you go. Marty Whelan, forever immortalised on somebody's leg. I mean, you can't write this stuff. The Marty Whelan tattoo has me thinking of you know, tattoos and people who get tattoos and it's something I've always kind of been a bit like, I'd love to do it. Like, I'd love to try and get. Now, not, you know, anything... 
that's like very visible but I always kind of chicken out of it and then I'm kind of thinking if you're going to get one maybe you should just get like a big one do you know what I mean? I'm wondering though, uh, people who've regretted them. I, certainly, there's some celebrities that have regretted getting their uh, kind of mad tattoos. Kendall Jenner of the Kardashian clan is she the youngest? Uh, she's one of the younger ones, anyway, the younger sisters uh, of the Kardashians. She has the most ridiculous tattoo that I'm just after looking up here. She got meow, uh, the word meow on her tat- on her lip, tattooed while drunk, of course. And uh, she was on Ellen DeGeneres' show and she says, um, of course, you know, it wasn't a great idea. There's no real meaning behind it. I just wanted to be able to say that I have a tattoo on my face. So she basically pulls down her lip and you can just see the word meow written on it. I mean, seriously, people, that is just <laughs> the most bizarre thing ever that I've seen. Uh, also, Drake, the rapper Drake, he has a cologne bottle inked on his shoulder. That, it looks ridiculous. It's really big looking kind of black thing. Oh, it just looks just daft altogether. It really does. Uh, I'm looking else. Um, who else? Oh, Ryan Gosling has a bit of a kind of a weird one. He says, one of my tattoos is supposed to be a monster's hand dropping a bloody heart. He said, but I did it myself with a tattoo kit. So it looks like a cactus. It does look ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. But um, do you know what? Ryan Gosling can do it at once. He really can. Uh, wondering, have you or do you know anyone who has a bit of a ridiculous tattoo that they kind of regret? Let me know. 86 658 Couple of messages coming in on 086-1800-658 about dodgy-ish tattoos. Do keep them coming in to me. I'm going to get to them. And I found another few celebrity dodgy ones as well. Uh, We're talking about this because a man called Phil O'Kelly decided to get Marcy Whelan's face tattooed on his leg because he lost a bet. This is, you know, these are the rules. I don't make them up when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, So we're asking if you have a tattoo, maybe you like your tattoo actually as well. Let me know if you have one and what is it of and why did you get one and also if you have a dodgy one as well and you kind of regret it let me know 086 658 now this week marks Heritage Week and there's a range of brilliant events happening all over the local area I'm going to be chatting to Shirley Clerken she's Heritage Officer with Monaghan County Council she's going to give us the lowdown on what's happening here for Heritage Week that's coming your way after these 11 to 1 Yes, this week marks Heritage Week, a week where we should get out and explore all the great heritage sites in our local area. And there are plenty of them here in the northeast. And with more people staycationing and kids not back to school just yet, it is a great uh, excuse to experience a range of events celebrating our rich culture and heritage. Joining me now to tell us more about Heritage Week 2022 is Shirley Clerk and she's Heritage Officer at Monaghan County Council. How are you doing, Shirley? Hi Sinead, well thank you, great. Good to have you back on the programme. Now, a lot of events uh, did take place during COVID for Heritage Week, but most of them were sort of online. So it's great to see things back up and running in a much more normal capacity this year. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, we did have, you know, projects and things like that that were showcased online for the last few years and that's continuing again this year. But it's absolutely fantastic to be able to see people and for volunteers and communities to come together once more to celebrate our cultural and natural and our built heritage. And um, this year there's about 100 events in the Monaghan, Lowes and Meath area. Oh, fantastic. Over the week, yeah. So there's plenty of things to to go to and to see and enjoy. And um, and before maybe we, we go into some of them, tell me though yeah. about Heritage Week because it does run around about this time every year. It's a week-long initiative and, and as you say, a lot of the yeah. events are free, aren't they? Oh yeah, that's the whole aim of it actually, is to be free as much as possible so that people can, you know, explore our heritage without any, you know, um, financial cost and to make it accessible to everybody. And it's been going since about 2005, run by the Heritage Council and some other partners, um, including the Heritage Offices of the local authority. And there's thousands of groups who organise events every year for this. And first of all, thanks very much to all the volunteers who do that, because, you know, without people being really engaged at local level with or biodiversity or, you know, monuments, you know, they don't they don't um, remain at the centre of our communities and it's easy to forget all the stories about them and to not pass those kinds of information on. So, you know, it's a really lovely place-based appreciation event, shall we say, a week-long appreciation of the wonderful place that we live in and yeah. all the wonderful little bits and pieces that make up, you know, what our landscape looks like, what our local villages have and our towns have and what people left there before us 
Oh, it's and fascinating. What we hopefully will yeah. bring forward for future generations, of course. Yes, absolutely. And you're so right. And it's this idea of, you know, really appreciating what is on our doorsteps, you know. And like you say, very important to pass this on to to our children and to the next generation. So there's everything from, like I was having a little peruse on the website today. There's so much here and the range of things and the kind of really quirky events that that is on is is fantastic. You have everything from workshops and ohm writing to actual archaeological digs taking place. Give us a a flavour of some of the events that are happening around the local area. Yeah, it's, there's an amazing rich, um, rich array of events, absolutely. You know, there's that archaeological dig that you can go to at the Black Friary, um, which, you know, that Black Friary archaeological school is ongoing for the last number of years, but you can yeah. actually take part in it this year, which is fantastic. And there's the, the Owen Writing um, Workshop. I think that's at the Battle of the Boyne site. But there's also loads and loads of, um, you know, um, local, more locally events than that, even looking at biodiversity on the River Delvin, for example. There's a wonderful um, whale-watching event at Clotter Head oh, um, at the weekend, I think, which, which was Whale Watch Ireland. So you'll be with the experts there and you'll really get a good idea of what to look out for and things like that. There's a wonderful um, event on Sleeve Bay, which is in North Monaghan on the border, about climate, nature and water, um, which also involves a bus tour, um, which is also, you know, something when you get really out into nature. And then in Ravensdale, they actually have a beautiful magical walk through nature, talking about the folklore and fairy stories and things like that, whilst engaging with nature. So I think that's really nice. You can have the stories with the biodiversity. Um, I think that adds something really special to these places. And then even, um, like, there's some really nice artistic and quirky, as you say, um, artistic events on. So, like, in the Highlands Municipal Gallery, there's, you know, an Earth Mandela workshop using natural materials. And then if you want to actually pick up some materials that aren't so natural, you can get involved in Templetown Beach in County Louth with a coastal education and beach scene. So that's really, you know, if you want to get involved and feel good that you've done something positive mm-hmm. for the environment, that's a lovely one. There's quite a lot of um, good ID events on for people who want to learn more about biodiversity. So the Irish Wildlife Trust have put on a good few events in the area. So there's one called the Irish Wildlife Trust People for Bees, which is a nice event on the 20th of August. So to help people to identify the different species um, that we have in the country and, you know, to get more familiar with those little fuzzy, buzzy, you know, bees that uh, we all love and we love to So important to protect them. Yeah, really, truly is. we really miss them. And you know, it's so important for, for, for pollination and we would really miss all our invertebrates if we didn't have them. So it's good to know what we're looking for. Um, also, now we don't have a coast in Monaghan, which I'm quite sad about. But <laughs> it was <a> lovely, <laughs> particularly this last couple of we- uh, days and, and everything with the hot bad. weather. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we've no we've no shore. We've plenty of lakes with shores, but no actual marine shoreline. But you can explore your shore again at Templetown Beach, County Louth, with a bio blitz. And I believe there's a similar bio blitz happening north of the border to coincide with it um, in County Down. So that's a really nice one where you have kind of a cross border. Um, event yes. happening in both sides together. Um, there's a lovely walk, um, her- heritage walk in Inneskeen, Heritage Village. Um, oh, I saw weekend. that one as well. That looks yeah. really good. Yeah. That'd be really nice. You know, and the new Patrick Kavanagh Centre, of course, in the church is a really nice location. And um, so that walk and talk with historians will just be a lovely one. There's an awful lot of archaeological sites in Inneskeen, as well as it being associated with Patrick Kavanagh. Of course. Um, and then, of course, we've got Glass Lock. So there's guided walk and historical walk there today, actually. So it's on nearly immediately after this. Um, <clears throat> and we were talking about um, creativity mm-hmm. and um, biodiversity. And there's a really unusual event on in the middle of Monaghan, somewhere people probably wouldn't have heard of. It's called Do Hamlet. But there's a beautiful event on there with a guy called Dean MacDonald, where he's been recording the signs of nature. Oh. And and he's actually going to go through a sort of documentary on how he's been recording all kinds of signs in nature. And there's also a talk with a medieval scholar about ecology at the same time. So that's, those are really, really oh, unusual so, and nice yeah, events. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, there's something for every taste there. there. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Shirley, but I always remember being brought to various historical sites, uh, maybe because my, my mum was a teacher. She was always trying to yeah. pass these things on to us. But those were the, the kind of days out that I really remembered and kind of kept with me. And, and I have this interest in history because of that. It's a great thing to do with children, even if you think, oh, they might be bored or whatever. They'll surprise you. 
you. I don't think they will be bored at events like this. Ah, uh, no, they won't be bored. I mean, they might, you know, obviously they'll say we're not going or whatever. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, but they know they really will enjoy it. And children, you know, have a different perspective. You know, they might yes. see something much more detailed than you'd see or see a carving or some marks on a stone or something lower down, of course, you know, just height wise or anything. Yeah. Just to make it magical for them, I think, and to try to say... To try to describe it almost in, you know, um, what can you see there or what do you think it is and ask them the questions about it so there's a bit of self-discovery. I always think that makes a difference for kids. And there's actually a lovely workshop on in Dundalk Museum, which is about caring for your collection. Yes. No matter what your collection is, whether you've got a collection of toy cars or you know um, those little cards that people collect um, are the Pokemon or oh, like the po- oh you know, listen there's a big yeah. Pokemon fan in my house who has guarded these cards absolutely and uh, yeah. the, uh, Brian Brian Walsh the, the curator there at the museum he's 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 fantastic you know he he will bring stuff like this to life so it's a it's it's great to see that they, uh, there yeah. as you say a huge range of events and there's a lot of this is completely free which is brilliant so where can people get more information about where the specific events are in their county Right, so if they just go to heritageweek.ie and you can go in there to the events and you can actually, you know, um, you can, you know, um, filter them by county. Yes. So you can click whatever counties you want and filter them that way or you can filter them by type of event for children or whatever and it'll bring you a, a, a sort of a, a list for yourself, shall we say. And you can even then create your own trail by clicking on the heart button on each event that you want to go to and download yourself your own very own specific heritage trail for yourself for the week so that you have that on your phone or whatever and um, so it's a really easy way to kind of curate you know that word we use for everything now you're curating your lifestyle but curate your own Heritage Week to suit yourself and your family or your friends absolutely it's a really easy way to go about it and um, it's a lovely reminder of the value of things you know um, I think this week a nice pit stop before school starts in September as well you know you get that kind of new school year feeling yes you really reminder. do you really do yeah. and you'll be able to wow your new teacher with all of this amazing stuff that you've learned yeah, as well at the, at the at the Heritage Week events Shirley as yeah. always thank you so so much for no going problem, through all of that with us and enjoy the events yourself thank you so much for joining us okay happy Heritage Week everybody you okay, too bye 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 Shirley Clerkin isn't she brilliant she just brings it all to life she really does so much there's too much even to mention uh, in terms of the events that are happening from now all this week at the weekend as well heritageweek.ie that is where you'll find all of the information on that and also as well just to remind people as well uh, that the Loud Culture Quest this was the um, the app that Anton Arts Centre have created in association with comedian Joe Rooney that is very much ongoing as well for Heritage Week and you can download the app and go around Loud and try and solve the clues that are uh, at each monument it's an absolutely brilliant uh, thing to do for Heritage Week as well all the details of that are on anton.ie so we're going to take a quick break we're back with music from Green Day and I'm getting to some of your messages about tattoos 11 to 1 with Getting another birthday request in uh, on 086-1800-658. Hi Sinead, would you please wish my twin nieces Ellen Rockford in Knightsbrook in Trim and Theresa Murray in Kilcock a very happy birthday today. Have a lovely day girls. It's coming in from Auntie Maureen in Manalvi. We're going to dedicate Green Day just for you. Green Day, time of your life on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it's time for this. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7744 Today is roller coaster day, so the origins of the celebration are not completely clear. However, uh, people kind of celebrated on the 16th of August because uh, back in this date, 1898, that was when the first patent for the roller coaster ride was issued. Some facts about them, uh, for example, in Pennsylvania, there's a wooden roller coaster that was built in 1902 and it's still in operation today apparently it doesn't have headrests lap bars or seatbelts but don't worry because it only goes 10 miles per hour if you want to go on the world's longest roller coaster you're going to need to take a trip to Japan uh, it's uh, the longest roller coaster the Steel Dragon 2000 when it was opened it was the longest tallest and fastest roller coaster in the world that was back in 2000 um, however it has gotten its crown stolen uh, here and there uh, but it's still the longest one apparently uh, today 
the fastest roller coaster in the world can be found in Abu Dhabi at Ferrari World and it's called Formula Rossa. So there you go. Roller coaster day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's soft cell, tainted love. Tattoo love. That's what we're going to be talking about on the show. We're approaching news at 12. We're talking about your tattoos, the ones you love, the ones you loathe. We're getting to them. Also, we're going to be chatting about Network Ireland, the Loud branch. Uh, they have an important event. Uh, it's all to do with the workplace and um, making it more accessible for people living with a disability. That's all to come. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Bastille, Pompeii kicking off our second hour. If you missed us earlier on, we were talking about, you know, tattoos and maybe regretting getting got tattoos because a Dublin guy, uh, basically he lost his fantasy football league and his forfeit or his kind of punishment I don't know uh, for losing essentially they were like right his friends were saying that he had to get a tattoo of Marty Whelan's face this has gone viral at this stage and I'm asking you about tattoos that you might regret uh, on 086 658 oh yeah there's a couple of them coming in alright got my girlfriend's date of birth and a heart a small enough one but yes I regret it says Shane enough said Shane Sorry for that. Uh, Sinead, I got one of those Chinese symbols everyone was getting way back. It was late 90s. I couldn't even tell yet what it means. Um, it's really faded and ugly. I hate it. Luckily, it's not visible, says Trish. I know the ones you're talking about. They seem to be all the rage, all right. They really did. Uh, Margaret has sent me a voice note. She says uh, she's got three. Now, these are like kind of, she doesn't regret these ones. Uh, she says she has a Jane Austen quote. Uh, she also has a Celtic cross and she has the words Ma Mère on her inner wrist as well. But she sent me a story kind of in the form of a voice note about tattoos. Here it is. Hi Sinead, I thought I'd give you a little bit of a laugh on the subject of tattoos. I got my first one um, when I was 30. It was a present from someone and it was a, a Celtic cross on my hip. Now when I say hip, it, it's at the back and it's kind of a little bit further down. So... Anyway, um, so I was working in the airport at the time and all the girls were asking me to show them the tattoo because I was the first of the crowd to get one. And I was standing at the boarding gates before the plane came in and there was no one around. So I kind of unzipped the skirt and pulled the tights down a little bit, my flashy uniform, and showed them. And I was kind of doing this all day while, while it was quiet. And the phone rang at one of the boarding gates then and I answered it and they went, hi, um, it's airport police here. We were just... We were kind of fascinated with the tattoo, and we were wondering: is it in colour or black and white? Oh, they've been watching. They've been watching on the, on the screen. So, yeah, they got to see me pulling my tights down at the boarding gates. <laughs> Loving the show. Keep oh, Margaret, I love it. Thank you so much for sending that in. She was showing off her tattoo, and they all watched it on the monitor. Oh, the mortification! The mortification of that. Uh, also, this is coming in from Rachel. Sinead, I have my kids' dates of births intertwined with a rose. I absolutely love it, says Rachel Lacey. That's maybe a good date of birth scenario, as opposed to the partner or girlfriend or you know boyfriend situation. Uh, that you know might end, and what, then you're left with a random date of birth of somebody that you may not like left on you. We're talking about tattoos. Have you got one? Have you got ones you like? Have you got ones that you kind of regret and wish you didn't get? 86 658 We'll get to them. Uh, first, it's time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Strictly Come Dancing champion Rose Eiling Ellis says she drew a hearing aid onto one of her dolls when she was a child. The actress, who is deaf, has helped to launch a new Barbie which has one of the devices. She says it's really important that kids have access to toys which represent a diverse range of people. Because it will make the children understand the world around them and to be more accepting of people who are different and not find it weird or odd. It's just normal. Self-esteem says she's now celebrating her body after years of struggling with an eating disorder. The singer, whose real name is Rebecca Lucy Taylor, has told Women's Health magazine she's a healthy size 14. She says she's found it tough coming to accept her body, but says that she now has full creative control over her image. 
Beach House is the latest release from Carly Rae Jepsen's new album, The Loneliest Time. It's out on October 21st, and here's the funny ending to Beach House. I got a beach house in Malibu, and I'm probably gonna hurt your feelings. You should start seeing somebody. Yeah, like, what about that guy over there? I mean, I was thinking more along the lines of a qualified medical professional, but yeah, that guy's pretty hot. Dude, go get her number. What are you doing? I just witnessed, like, a, a five-minute dance scene, and I hate theater. I need to get the f*** out of here. Come on, man. She's probably got a beach house in Malibu. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Carly Rae Jepsen, I'm excited for the new album and she's always kind of putting quirky different things out there, particularly with her music video. I mean, who could forget the Tom Hanks music video that she had as well a couple of years ago. There you go. The buzz returns a little bit later on and if you need and want that celebrity gossip, lmfm.ie is the place to go. Hello, I'm Harry. The best mix on LMFM. There's Harry Styles as it was in LMFM's 11 to 1. Now we are asking how accessible is your business to people who are living with a disability, not just from a consumer perspective, but also for those trying to access employment. So the Louth branch of Network Ireland are hosting an important event in the local area next week. They are hoping to start a conversation with local entrepreneurs about the importance of ensuring that your business is accessible to those living with disabilities. There's going to be a number of speakers involved in this. We're going to meet one of them. His name is Tom Cooney. He is a professor of entrepreneurship at Technology University in Dublin, but he's also very much working in a minority entrepreneurship. He works really in a supportive capacity with various organisations around this. We're also going to be chatting to Carmel McCarthy. She's director of EMS and Associates and she's going to be emceeing this event. But Carmel is in the health and safety side of things in terms of her business. So she's going to give us her views on all of this. We're going to chat to both of them after these 11 to 1 How accessible is your business to people who are living with a disability now from a consumer perspective and also for those trying to access employment now more than ever the need for Irish businesses to be more inclusive is extremely important and with this in mind the Louth branch of Network Ireland are hosting an important event in the local area next week with the aim of starting a conversation with local entrepreneurs about the importance of ensuring their businesses are accessible to those living with disabilities so there's a number of speakers with all with backgrounds working and advocating for people living with disabilities assisting them maybe in gaining employment opportunities these will be taking part in this event so joining me now to tell us more are the MC of the event she's uh, Carmel McCarthy she's director of EMS and Associates Health and Safety Consultants and we also have Tom Cooney he's a professor of entrepreneurship at Technology University Dublin he's also the founding director of the Institute for Minority Entrepreneurship and he's working in a supportive capacity with a variety of different organisations on that you're both very welcome to 11 to 1 good afternoon to you good afternoon good afternoon Sinead great to have you both on how are you getting on we're going to start off with Tom maybe first of all Uh, Tom your background I was looking up on your background there earlier on and there's lots that I could talk to you about because uh, your your role is are so varied but tell me you're an expert in the in the field of entrepreneurship generally but you have a keen interest in minority entrepreneurship and I believe you designed and delivered Ireland's first tailored entrepreneurship program for people with disabilities so tell me about that aspect of your work specifically? So one of the things we noticed uh, some years ago is that people from minority, marginalised, disadvantaged backgrounds have additional and distinctive challenges when starting up their own business that the general population don't face. And these additional and distinctive challenges are not recognised by policymakers and frequently not recognised by enterprise support agencies or you know, other, other stakeholders that help people start up their own business. Uh, we've worked with immigrants, uh, seniors, uh, marginalised youth, uh, ex-offenders, uh, travelling community and other marginalised communities in terms of helping people start up their own business. But the one we're kind of most dedicated to and, and most interested in, particularly currently, are people with disabilities. Mm. 13.5% of the population of Ireland self-identify as having a, a disability. And we have the fourth lowest rate 
of employment amongst people with disability across the European Union. And Statistics really that you, that you can't ignore there, um, Tom. That's very interesting. So 13.5% of people identifying or living with a disability, but uh, we're the fourth lowest in, in terms of actually employing people with, with disability. Yeah, uh, these shocking, are really. numbers. And, yeah. and community, a, a, a sizable community that has been relatively, well, I wouldn't say ignored, right? mm. but, but the, the supports are not effective, obviously in terms of getting people in, into employment or and the awareness of self-employment as an option is, yeah. is even worse. The other thing, Sinead, is that because of COVID, people with disability were disproportionately made unemployed mm. during COVID. And we know from the last recession in 2008-2012 that people from that background take longer to come back into the labour market following unemployment. So this is a big problem, and I suppose that's what the event is about. It's to discuss pathways into employment and self-employment for people with disabilities. And you've outlined some of it there, and God, that's really hit home to me, to be honest, now those statistics. But what are the main hurdles they are facing? Like, is it misconceptions, misconstrued ideas that employers have? Is there a certain level of fear around employers when it comes to hiring? So, with regard to employment, fear is definitely one of it. And the other thing is that it's a perception of cost. Mm. And if I employ somebody, then you're, I'm going to have HR issues. I'm going to, it's going to be additional cost. And I keep saying this. Right? Nobody talks about benefits. Yes. Right? So let's stop talking about costs. Let's stop talking about the negatives. Right? We know from the research that diverse employment is beneficial to communities, that it introduces new ideas, um, n- new ways of thinking, new attitudes, that you know, inclusive workforces, diverse workforces are more productive and you know, are, are generally, okay, and I can't say always, right, but generally are um, better business practices with better bottom line outcomes. Okay. And as you say, very important to focus in on this. And I know from some of the experience that we've had here as a company, you know, employing, say, uh, people with from various different backgrounds, uh, you know, in a work experience situation is what we've normally done. It's enriched our work environment here, no end. And they have been extremely enthusiastic people, people, like you say, that have made us t- think in a different way and kind of brought us together as a, as a staff force in terms of, you know, sort of connecting with them, I, I feel as well. And, and I really agree with you there. There's, there's an ultimate amount of uh, benefits here in terms of uh, employers hiring somebody. I'm going to bring... So can I just mention that like Timothy Shriver, the CEO of Special Olympics Worldwide, talked about disabilities, yeah. i.e. different abilities, uh, rather than disabilities. And he saw you know, disability as a, a, a social model where everyone has a part to play. In Denmark, there's a company called Specialist Town who employs people only with, dis, uh, with autism. Oh. And they then self, uh, they then contract their employees out to companies who are experiencing difficulties, usually in the IT area, that their own employees cannot solve. And people with autism will approach it from a different place and with different mindsets and skill sets, and they use that different ability to solve the IT problem. And once they, the job is over, they then go back to, you know, to their host company and move on to a separate, separate job. So autism is seen as a specialist skill that can be of benefit to people rather than a disability. I, I love that. I love that example that you've used as well. Absolutely. It's a different way of thinking and uh, a different way of approaching problems. Absolutely. Carmel, I'm going to bring you in on this because, you know, as somebody working within the health and safety industry, what's your experience? Like, are you seeing more inclusivity in the workplace or is there a lot more to be done? There is a lot more to be done. There are a lot of people doing their very best to try, I suppose. I think the first thing is to open your mind. You know, mm. we all think it is about policy and it is about making uh, physical changes. Yes, it is. But the first thing is open your ma- mind and say, 
what can we do and what benefits can we bring if we take on somebody who, you know, has a disability or who is registered with a disability? And I believe 100% with Tom that when you have a diverse workplace, you have people, it just it changes the thinking. It makes the workplace more more productive, more creative. I always said that, and I, especially when I went in to do training yeah. in days of yore, when I would go into an environment, and I say it against my own gender, where there were it was all females and they were all of a certain age. Oh, sweet God, it was it was difficult. Whereas if I went in and you had male, female, different age groups. Uh, you know, someone saying, well, listen, I'm in a wheelchair. I suffer from X or someone else like saying, well, I'm not in a wheelchair, but I suffer from whatever. It is amazing, like the difference, even when I'd be doing training, how the conversation would open up and people would start thinking differently. So I, mm. it's, it's to change our thinking. Uh, we We have to do that. And also... Straight away, when we say disability, people are saying, oh, God, if I take someone on now, I'll have to, you know, uh, widen doorways. I'll have to yeah. do this, that and the other. Not everyone with a disability is in a wheelchair. Yes, and there's and a lot of them aren't even <laughs> visible disabilities, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you a simple example of my niece who is visually impaired. And she said, I need to hold your, your arm going down the stairs. I had to tell her to slow up. She was going too fast for me. <laughs> and like, all she needed was to hold on to an elbow. Yes. But she she didn't realise like the, her aunt's knees weren't as, as agile as hers. <laughs> but like, there, there's, an, and like, you know, we laughed about it, but there's, there's a good example. A good example you know, straight yes. away. And, you know, yes. in terms of accessibility then from a customer's perspective, because this is something as well that this panel is going to address, yes. is this an area that you have found, you know, is again a work in progress? It is slowly but surely improving. It is. And you know what? It can be just simple things, making reasonable accommodation. If you look at, we say, your shop, you look at your building or you look at whatever, have a look and see what are the obstacles in the way. Mm. You know, I mean, it can often be simple things like obstacles that you say, well, look, if I am coming in here and I'm in a wheelchair or I'm visually impaired or whatever, I'm not going to know that that uh, box is in in the middle of the floor has been sitting there for the past week just because all the employees have come in and negotiated their way around it, despite the fact, you know, which should have been there in the first place. Well, this is it, yeah. Yeah. These are the things, you know, you know, when it comes to employers, they have to make reasonable accommodation. Mm. But like by the same token, there can be physical constraints in a building. But often if you sit down with somebody that you're employing and say, right, this is what we have. Let's let's do a consultation process on this and see what we can work towards and how we can make things better for you. For example, someone in a wheelchair comes and they're they're desk. They doesn't the the desk chair relationship isn't right. In other words, the wheelchair doesn't work with the desk they're on. Yeah. Well, then the obvious thing is you've got to get a desk that will will move upwards or downwards or whatever whatever way you need it to move. Like there's a gra- there are grants available for mm. things. You ha- you know apply for them because you can get a workplace equipment ad- adaptation grant. Now the maximum grant is. I think it's 6350. Tom would probably be better on the figures there. But it's, you know, you'll, you'll get something towards the, the, the adaptations in the workplace. Absolutely. And, like, and, and going forward, if you do this, you know, this is an employee potentially that's going to stay with you then in, in, the, in the future and not move on. Tom, I'm going to bring you back in on this one, but just to talk about the, the, the panel uh, next week. What are you going to outline to entrepreneurs in the area and what are you hoping they'll take from hearing you speak at this? Well, the, there's two messages I suppose I'm putting forward. Um, one is to employers about you know the benefits of the broader diverse community uh, and the, also the marketplace. It's 13.5% of the population. And in a time when we know people are struggling to find uh, employees, here, you know, here's a community that has expertise and skill sets that's been untapped. 
So that's one. But I also want to ensure that the notion of self-employment is is made uh, aware to people because when people when people with disabilities talk about career options, the notion of self-employment rarely gets mentioned, and that needs to be part of the discussion. There are opportunities uh, available to people to start their own business. I'm going to do a quick plug, Sinead, yep. because in, on the 21st of September, TU Dublin um, is hosting or beginning an online course customised for people with disability oh, to start good. their own business. Yeah. Applications close on September 4th. It's 12 weeks. It's two hours per week from 11 to 1 every Wednesday. It's online. It costs nothing because it's been supported financially by AIB. There's business mentors provided. Uh, we ran a pilot last year and there was 20 participants. We had six startups. Oh my God, that's incredible. So, so if that's anyone's all, interested yeah, the in, website, yeah. in further information, simplest thing is to email me, yep. thomas.cooney at tudublin.ie. thomas.cooney at tudublin.ie. Yeah. It is the only tailored support available on self-employment for people with disabilities in this country, which in itself is a shame. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, that, that's fantastic that you're able to offer that as well. And for, for free for people, that is absolutely fantastic. We're, we're, we're moving out of time. So I just want to bring Carmel back in here. Carmel, give me the practicalities. People, it is free, this panel uh, event, but people need to register. They do. Yes, they go on to Eventbrite and they can register. Uh, it, it is in the Monaster Voice Inn, the 25th of August. Uh, we kick off at 7.30 and it is very much a discussion. So yes. we're, we're welcoming everybody. Like if, you know, please try and uh, to give us an idea of numbers, go on to Eventbrite. But if you discover on the night, oh gosh, I didn't, I didn't register. Look, show up. Yeah. We'd love to see you. We want input. We want to start this conversation. We want to open people's thinking on this. That's our aim. Absolutely. I, I thank both of you so, so much for joining me today. It's a very, very important issue and something that both of you are passionate about, clearly. Uh, thank you again, both of you, for joining me on the show. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Carmel McCarthy there, Director of EMS and Associates and also Tom Cooney. He is a Professor of Entrepreneurship there at Technology University Dublin. Now, the Network Ireland events are normally for women only, but everybody, everybody is encouraged to attend this event. It's happening August 25th at the Monaster Boys Inn at 7.30pm. It's free, but as Carmel said there, please do register, log on to Eventbrite uh, there and just key in disability in the workplace and it'll come up for you. And if people want details of uh, the course in uh, Dublin that Thomas was talking about uh, we'll give you that email address again thomas.cooney at tudublin.ie 11 to 1 there's Take That With Patience on LMFM's 11 to 1. Good few people seem to be interested in that conversation around inclusion and in terms of disability and making the workplace more accessible to people who are living with a disability. It's going to be just that, a conversation. Um, like Carmel was saying there, you know, opening things up and ensuring that everyone feels heard and that changes and adjustments can be made. And if you are somebody that is in business and is thinking, oh God, I don't know where to start with this, you know, maybe we aren't being as accessible as we could be. I don't know what to do. I, you know, I'm completely at a loss. This is the event for you next Thursday. Monaster Boys in 7.30pm, eventbrite.ie. That's where you'll get all the details of registration on that. Now, uh, getting back to the present moment and it's time for the job search. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Rotopa Recruitment Agency requires qualified tradesmen willing to work on projects in the Netherlands. For more information, please visit their website, rotopa.com. An experienced childminder is required for two children aged one and two years of age in Minder's own home in the North Drogheda area. If you're interested in this position, please text only no calls to 086 073 2972. That's 086 073 
2972. And Men's Aid Ireland requires a part-time HR administrator based in Navin. Please visit mensaid.ie for more details. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Going to take a quick break and we're back with more of your messages on your tattoos. 11 to 1. You are getting in touch with me on your tattoos. We were talking about tattoos because (laughs) the guy in Dublin has a picture of Marty Whelan on his thigh, I think it is now, because he lost his fantasy football league. And that was kind of the the forfeit or whatever else uh, with regards to that. Uh, So people are getting in touch on, you know, tattoos that you might regret, ones that you don't. Uh, This is also coming in. um, Drunken tattoo I got. I kid you not, it's a Care Bear. Let's just say there was a lot of alcohol taken and um, I do regret it, says this message. A Care Bear. I used to love this programme, the cartoon programme of the Care Bears. Thank you for that. Uh, somebody else saying, can't give you my name. My mum doesn't know, but I've got a love heart in a place where she can't see. <laughs> oh yeah, the parents don't like it, don't they not, when you get tattoos. Australia 2000, got a drunken tattoo in Sydney on my lower back, a half moon with a blue shaded background. Don't regret it as it reminds me of the super year in Oz. That's it. That's exactly what you want. No regrets had at all. Thank you so much for sending all those in. Back to the music now. Here's Gavin James. Gavin James, always on LMFM's 11 to 1. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Going to leave you with the Jackson 5. Have a great Tuesday. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.